Yo ho ho and a how's it everyone? It's the Joystick Show back <laughs> to talk about some stuff that we either watched, read, and or played. Uh, your three favorite friends again are back. Uh, it's me, Drake. That's Thomas. Hello. And that's Scott. How's it? And Mahalos for hanging out with us this evening again. The Joystick Show. Like and subscribe. We've talked about it before. Thomas, hit us with what we're talking about today, please. Yeah, this is aggressive. All right. We got, <laughs> we got uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. WGA News, which is great. Sorry, what was this guy? I said thanks for tuning in, guys. We really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's... there you go. Absolutely. We got Rick and Morty News. Oh, God, my phone went off. Uh, is that Rick or Morty? Got- we got Rick and Morty News Bottoms. One of you guys have watched that, or I guess both of you guys. We have Continental Episode 1, which is a spinoff of the John Wick universe. And we have Ahsoka Episode 6, Far, Far and Away. Far, uh, Far Away. Far, Far and Away. Something like that. Yeah, let's get into okay, it. Okay, all right. Well, the Wigga. WGA. Yeah. Wigga? Uh, yeah, the Wigga. I, I know that um, we put out a post on the Instagram. Um, I guess I, I feel like we're all in solidarity. I mean, do we have any objections? No, not no. Really. I think this is is this is great. It's been almost five months, or it has been five mm-hmm. months since this started. There's people who haven't worked since then. Corporations are losing tons of money. People are losing their houses, are not able to like pay for their kids' schooling, I guess, and all that. Oh, wow. So this is great. Yeah. I mean, I really am. I'm happy for all these people. Yeah. I don't really know what this means because yeah. at the same time, we know that the actors are still striking. Mm-hmm. So there's not yeah. actors that could go back to filming, but at least we can get writers back into rooms writing things. Yeah. yeah for sure. So that when the actors get back, then there already be content to act about. That yeah, makes sense. True. Um, I don't know. In terms of strikes, usually it's uh, you have that that entity that controls the money, and then the individuals who are actually doing the work, and they're trying to find a happy medium, which I think always kind of everybody compromises per se. But do we know the specifics of what the writers were able to get in terms of like pay, healthcare, uh, things of the such? Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, not yet. Um, they are putting everything down in, I guess, like approved writing. Mm-hmm. However, oh, yeah, the lawyers yeah. are going to write it. So we don't know the stipulations on it, on everything, but we knew, we know a few things that they were fighting for health insurance. Like you mentioned, yeah, we know, uh, that they were fighting for a certain amount of people being in a writer's room and that oh. kind of is attached to, AI affecting the job. So yeah. we know that there has to be some kind of regulations on allowing AI to write these shows. And then, yeah. you know, cause the whole worry was that they were, these studios were going to use AI. They were going to write this whole show. They would hire maybe one to two writers for way less time with way less writers to finalize this and then send it off to a director and say, okay, here you go, make this. But that doesn't really 
you know, solve the problem. It doesn't really provide security for these people who'd be able to write on a few shows every year, maybe even one, and be able to make a living off of doing a bunch of work for that show. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's slowly been, you know, going away. So I think that this this is a good thing. I don't know the specifics of it. I don't, I, I, I think you have to probably be in a, in the WGA or be a studio to figure it yeah, out. But, sure. but I mean, this really was affecting nationwide activities because even the president has gone on and said, this is a great thing that they've come to a compromise because arguably Hollywood and the movie industry is like one of the largest industries for America. So yeah, yeah like a lot of these people should be getting back to work to make this money. Let's export that entertainment. Let's go America the best at entertaining uh, in all sorts of ways. Um, Where are we going with this? I don't know. I was going to start to say some stuff, but I was like, let's just reel it back. Let's reel it back in. I was like, like, oh, let's see where he's going. Back in. Yeah, I'm happy to jump in. I was like, no, let's see what he does. (laughs) (laughs) Glad people are working again. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any other thoughts on it, Scott? Um, No, I mean, I'm hoping that the actors get what they want as well and that wraps up shortly and um yeah you know everyone gets to work again that'd be great yeah yeah my thing is every day that they're not working is farther away from secret wars yeah and uh what else captain america deadpool 3 i'm like can you stop this craziness already? Yeah. Just pay them. Let them create this awesome shit because I'm going to go see the movie two or three times in theaters and then I'm buying a bunch of merch for it. I'm probably yeah. buying a hat, a shirt, uh, maybe some Funko Pops. Don't tell Christina, but I'm probably going to be <laughs> yeah. buying a lot of shit, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Hurry up. Yeah. Because the money will come back to yeah, you. Yeah, it just sucks to see all the people working on the sets, um, all the little jobs that, you know, get done within the whole big picture. Um, they're not working either right now. So that's kind of shitty. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Cause I, I heard there was like catering companies going under, there was like, um, hair and makeup companies that were going under, like they were contracted out by studios and yada, yada. So yeah, it's all those little jobs that we don't think about mm-hmm. too, that are getting affected because all these other people aren't at work. So yeah, yeah for sure. Definitely. All right, Scott, take it away on the next one. Yo, okay. Ooh. Rick and Morty yeah. is coming back. Ooh. Hey, yo, whoa, what's up? Season seven, um, coming back October 17th um, with oh, new wow. voice actors. Um, Justin Roiland got into some trouble and they dropped him. Um, but oh, they got. Justin un- Roiland was broiling because yeah, he was in hot water. Yep. Oh, show. Um, tell us about his allegations. Oh, Ew. let's list it in the notes. Um, so we're going to go into detail. <laughs> no, I'm just no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we go eat. Yeah. Feel free to he look it up. He got busted for some yeah. bad shit. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just like, um, yeah. And I think it's Things like. and stuff, yeah. Yeah, there's probably court things to be had and whatnot, you know. Um, crazy situation all around. Um, but. Yuck. He was um, the voice for Rick and Morty. Um, oh. also like would write, there's writers on the show, but he'd, he'd write for the show as well. And, um, I know there's a lot of improv and stuff that happens, um, where they, they're like, try to do that line again, do that line again. Um, all the things we're familiar with, with comedians who do roles and whatnot. Um, but they yeah, have, cause we were talking about it a little bit right. and you were, you were like, 
because I don't really watch the show. Mm-hmm. I've tried to get into it. Uh, hey, if anybody has any recommendations, uh, including Scott, I guess, like let me know. Yeah. I'll try to rewatch it. But I it just it never like hit me in a way where yeah. I was like, oh, this is so funny. I got to keep watching. Yeah. But yeah. I know how much people love it, and I know yeah. you watch it, Scott. Mm-hmm. So like, what you you had kind of like a fear about this upcoming season? What was it? Yeah, like um, my I guess I'm I'm worried. Not so worried, but little little part of me is worried that like because he because I know the show is so like um, open to sort of like writing on the fly. Um, it seems like he was kind of known for that. So a lot of the weird, even the hesitant ways of like Rick and Morty, how they talk like, oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, Rick, you know, or the, all that little stuttering or like the burping that Rick does and stuff. I feel like it adds to mm-hmm. the just the ridiculousness of the character. Um the new voices in the trailer we got, they um, they sound like the characters. I'm just wondering, like, how it's going to hit, if it's going to hit different. Like, is the cadence going to be weird? Or, like, are we going to miss, like, a line, an awesome, funny line we could have got from, you know, Justin? From Not just, to say, yeah. like, that's all worth, you know, like, keeping him around or whatnot. You know, like, <laughs> I don't... Just, I don't all yeah. the allegations, so worth it if we get that one funny line. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't... I'm, I'm, I'm in. You don't have to tell me twice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Free Justin Roiland for one line of humor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> no, I'm kidding on that. No, he, that's, wow. wow. God, that's terrible. <laughs> no. uh, I'm going to hell. It's okay. We'll be there with you. But um, it, it looks, it seems like the new characters or the new voices um, are great. We don't know who they are just yet. It seems like they're going to reveal them. Um, How do you know they're going to be great then, Scott? What? No, I mean, like, we, we heard, heard the, trailer. the trailer. We don't know who they are. Oh. Did you watch oh, the trailer? I've been trying to look. I didn't watch the trailer. Oh, I mean, check funny. it out. It sounds sound pretty <laughs> sorry, much sorry, like sorry, sorry. Um, But it's Oops. also like a collage of, like, scenes. So it's not like one um, long scene you get to watch. So I think until then, uh, that's when you get to really judge it. But at this point, there's a lot going on in the show. Um, a lot of big picture sort of stuff. So, like, I feel like that the story will be enough to drive everything at this point. Um, yeah, I saw some, like, Blade throwbacks. Like, both of them are dressed like Blade. Yeah. Yeah, from like like Wesley's. I'm pretty excited. There's a lot of cool stuff. Um, Yeah, this season looks like it's gonna cover. But yeah, overall, cool. I'm glad it's just back. Like when I first heard about it, I was like, oh my god, like how are they gonna do this? Like, is the show just done? Because I I really enjoy it, and like I didn't see them bringing in new new voice actors, but looks like they did, and so far seems pretty cool. So yeah, okay, we will see. I'm more excited for the show though, but yeah. Well, okay, so yeah. the big question is, is with the new changes, Thomas, do you think you can get into Rick and Morty based off of your lack of being into Rick and Morty? Also, my lack of being Rick and, being into Rick and Morty. I know Matt tried to, um, our mutual friend Matt tried to get me to watch it by showing me certain episodes, but like you, Thomas, I was like, it's not hitting me in the spot, you know? It's not finding that, that You know spot. what it is? It's like... There are definitely certain episodes that are better than others. I'd have to like kind of comb through them to maybe recommend certain ones to you. But to me, it reminds me of like it's got all those references, like you said, like Blade and stuff. Like they'll take scenes and like nods from movies and stuff and bring it back. But it's also like a Black Mirror comedy. Like they'll take ideas and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, that's a fun thing to go into. And but then they'll like throw like sometimes like some dick jokes in there or something like just like some really stupid <laughs> humor because you're also Gets like me every time. you're torn between like this guy's supposed to be like the smartest dude in the universe but he's also like fucking up sometimes in like the dumbest way where they're like really yeah, like, like that's like you're saying that, burping like, making dick jokes yeah or like you 
you didn't think of that happening? And he's like, oh, you know what? When you can think of something better, like, come back at me, okay? And it's just like, it brings you right, right back to like, these guys are kind of a bunch All of idiots right, as well. Idiots. But um, <laughs> a lot of cool tech and and they can do a lot of stuff you can't do in live action because it's drawn. So, yeah, it's just, it's just a fun sci-fi show that's got comedy. Yeah. So. You know what? I've heard people say, like, if you get high and watch it, it's a whole different experience. You should probably like, try oh, that. It's perfect high humor. I've never done it. So but, I think I should try that. Yeah. I think, yeah, that might be the method right there where I get like super stuff. And I just like let it play, you know, like I'm just let it run for like two or three episodes. Cause I, I find that if I have something on the background, even if I'm like supposed to be doing laundry or whatever, and I just put something on the background, I'm like, Oh, you know, I'll just, I'll just have it there to catch up by episode two and a half. I'm already in and I'm like not doing what I'm supposed to be doing and I'm just watching the show. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah for sure. Probably gonna and they the do stuff too. like, oh, they, they, there's an episode where it's like a universe and a universe and a universe sort of thing. Like Blah. his car battery dies and he's like, oh, let me look at this. And then turns out like he created a whole world to run his battery as long as they do this one thing. And then he goes in there and then they're like, <laughs> we found a new way to make energy. And then they're like, he's like, what? And he's like, we created a world to make energy for us. And he's like, well, okay, like, that's why you, that's why I made you. But he didn't tell him that. So he's trying, and then they keep going in and then every world made a world for their, right, kind of, right. like, and it's just like, yeah, and I can assume if you're high, you're like, even more like, whoa, dude. And it's like funny. It's filled with jokes. <laughs> it's dumb. Like how? Like, whoa, dude. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'll try and find some episodes and send it your way. There's some pretty cool ones. Nice. Okay. Yeah, that sounds Thank incredible. You for that. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely down to, to give it a shot. Um, yeah, a lot of people love it. Drake, tell us about Bottoms. Bottoms. So I know the trailer came out and it was kind of like a, a shock and awe. Everybody was like, oh, man, what is this? And uh, I know we've all kind of yeah. watched that trailer and we were kind of excited because, uh, you know, a well, throwback. first I was shocked. To, you were and, shocked? And then I was odd. Oh, shock and awe. Duh. That's how we do it up in here. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, that trailer. It's, uh, yeah, Scott had mentioned that it kind of gave some super bad vibes. Um, and after watching it, that definitely comes through as well as kind of focusing on recent, or I guess you should say current, like high school youth tropes on top of like old school high school tropes on top of, um, kind of like being sort of a parody, but not necessarily. It's not that meta, but it does kind of make fun of itself and the genre. Oh. And also, it uh, is kind <laughs> of like not another teen a... movie. What? Okay, God. Yeah, every time you made a good point, you like contradicted yourself. Yep. And I just didn't know where the slide was <laughs> going to end. The it, slide I mean, was it, going. It had blind turns. Uh, it was in the dark. Yeah. I felt like we were at like Raging Waters or what's the one in Hawaii? Oh, uh, Hawaii water. Is it called Raging Water? Scott, you should know. Hawaiian water? Oh, oh my gosh. Raging Tsunami Bear. That's yeah, the one. anyways, the water park. Yeah. The water park. <laughs> the and, that's uh, what it's called, the water park. I didn't park, know where yeah. we were going to end. The water park, huh? Yeah. Water park. <laughs> sure. yeah, one. Oh, man. Yeah. I know. It's crazy because it's on an island surrounded by by ocean, and then everybody goes to the water park. Yeah, you know what? Like, with the, the beach, beach. The most slides, yeah. So we go without. Yeah. And, it, <laughs> and the beach still costs $57 for getting inside. Yeah, huh? I pay a little bit more for my corn dogs. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I like for <laughs> get in the water where there's urine everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's the life. But it's a, it's. I mean, it's a good time. <laughs> yeah. So if you if you're if you don't know about Bottoms, like it's got a fantastic cast. There's a lot of new um, faces: uh, Rachel Sennett uh, and Ayo Ebadiri, uh, who mm-hmm. are the two main Who's, characters. She's been in everything lately. Yeah, yeah. it's been pretty crazy. You've got um, uh, Marshawn Lynch is up in this. Yeah, Marshawn Beast Mode. Yeah, yeah, pretty spectacular. Um, Punky Johnson is also she in this. Was so. Funny too. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Really funny. Uh, it's uh, it was pretty hilarious. And so, uh, Scott, I'll I'll push it over to you after I uh, kind of synopse the movie. Go for it. So the two main characters, PJ and um, what's her face, Josie, uh, are two lesbian characters. Mm-hmm. They accidentally injure their high school star quarterback, Jeff, who is an atypical like high school quarterback. He's a little bit more sensitive, even though he's kind of a dick jock. But then, you know, it kind of messes with that trope. Um, and then it transforms them. Uh, from awkward outcasts to overnight celebrities because rumors start and uh, Josie and PJ essentially make this elaborate lie to um, start this quote-unquote fight club because of not only women empowerment and helping out the the women in their their school, but also because they want to get their fingers in holes that they want. And that that becomes a big kind of um, story driver moving forward. And the summer is up uh, up and coming but along with their equally awkward friend hazel and teacher mr g who is marshall lynch uh they this self-defense club for women attempt to lose their virginities uh to Brittany and isabel uh who are the cheerleaders they have a crush on who are played by havana rose liu and a akaya gerber um both lookers but scott over to you how did you feel about it see it view it etc um yeah, I mean, overall, the movie is hilarious. Like like I mentioned earlier, it does kind of remind me of Superbad. Like, the dialogue between the two main characters. Um, it's very, like, modern, I feel like. But it's also, like, just the way they phrase certain things is hilarious. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, they're great friends, and they're, yeah, they're just, like, looking to get laid. And then this, <laughs> this group that they create... Um, they end up creating a big bond with them. And it's like, you know, like women empowerment, all that stuff. And like, that's what everyone else is getting out there. And they eventually get that out of the, you know, they get that too. But um, then it comes back to like, you know, of course, everyone finds out why the groups was created and whatnot. So there's like, even like good, like drama in it and whatnot. But overall, like there's a <laughs> Wait, lot of jokes. finds out that they created the group to like finger blast people. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 And then they, they, they come out. Yeah. yeah. Um it pimps it pimps and it delivers. Yeah. Nice. But overall, like I feel like all the characters were great. Like all the characters in the yes. fight club they create um were either hilarious or they really fit the role that they were playing really well. Um yeah. yeah. The the they were guy unique. was that Oh, I'm saying they were unique. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. they're very yeah. unique. Um the guy, Nicholas Galitzin. Gal- Jeff, the guy who plays Jeff. Yeah, um, oh, Jeff. Super yeah, over yeah. the top, <laughs> but it's hilarious. Like, yeah. the whole injury that takes place is like they like barely bump him with their car. Like, barely. Just like, and he's like, oh, and he falls to the ground. He's like, oh, he starts crying, and then the football team runs over super dramatic. They're like, what'd you do to Jeff? You know, and it's just like so ridiculous. And they're like, we gotta get the hell out of here. And then like funny. he's coming in the next day with crutches and like 
And then in that same oh scene, God. at the end of the scene, he walks out holding his crutches, staring at him. <laughs> like, it's like so, his character and the football team are so crazy over the top. Um, but so it's hilarious because, like, the whole school just believes every, anything they say, like, no matter how ridiculous it is. And then, you, you know, you yeah. go back to, like, Josie and PJ. They're a little more grounded, their story, but it's still ridiculous because their fight club is like, they're like, we're going to teach you how to fight. And they're just punching each other in the face and, like, in the stomach. And then... The coach at first, there's a bunch of times where he's like, okay, I don't know about this. And they're like, yeah. like you know, no, like we're, we're teaching. He's like, okay. And he was, I guess he saw the bigger picture. So he was letting it fly. But they were literally just beating the shit out of each other every day, which yeah. was hilarious. It was pretty hilarious. Um, yeah. But yeah, overall, the movie was really funny. Um, really I funny. definitely recommend going to see it. It was actually like refreshing to see a movie like this. Um, some wow. some key things to to hit on is like the women empowerment is there yes but it's not so in your face it's like and i don't mean that in a negative way i mean it's the story is really well written in that mm-hmm. sense and it mm-hmm. plays out very well there there are moments of very seriousness especially when it comes to like um uh lesbian love and uh you know kind of coming out and like putting yourself out there as a person and then there's also kind of the the relationship in terms of um you know regular relationships especially with like isabel and jeff like those types of tropes as well too and then you have uh deeper parental issues and then you have deeper emotional issues and uh these things that happen in school and how it affects there's a point in time where um jeff is getting lunch from the the lunch lady and then she puts a fruit cup on there <laughs> and jeff's number two guy uh uh tim played by miles <laughs> yeah. Fowler, is like what are you fucking doing lunch lady is this fucking pineapple you know jeff's allergic to pineapple and that becomes a big thing and so uh jeff is like yeah there's fuck even like you, a bitch. sign and then he, on the wall right <laughs> no there yeah yeah it's so yeah, funny he, so he throws the fucking cup behind him and uh-huh. it hits an emo kid and he's like you know what fuck it it's a last straw and then he turns the page of what he's writing on and he's like blowing up the school <laughs> yeah right? he's so, like creating a plan she, and then it cuts up. yeah there's like serious things that happen and are real at the same point in time it's not um overdone mm-hmm. but the comedy uh imbues itself just like comedy does to be able to to lend itself to like these more serious topics and this movie does it really well even though it's kind of supposed to be this like fun situation yeah it sounds kind of like super bad like you were saying but what made super bad so great was that it, it felt real in a way you're like any high school could have these nerds who want to go to the party and like get the hot girl exactly. and all they got to do is bring the booze to the the school or to the party and then they can get with the girls or whatever right but like this kind of has or from the sounds of it like that element of realism where you're like oh shit this could probably happen like one of these things probably not all of these things in like a short amount of time but you're like oh these characters feel like they're going to a real school and so because of that it makes the comedy feel like more real i guess yeah definitely like the situation especially the two main characters like their relationship and like they're just everyday talk they're not ones that are super popular Oh, and that's a yeah. fun. That's another thing too. Like, there, there's like a callback to their lockers every every other scene. Oh, yeah, it seems yeah, like so. Yeah. At the beginning, it was like, um, it was like lesbians. Uh, or they they were like people were yeah. like they're the gay people and like weird. Yeah, lesbian one, lesbian, lesbian two, one, lesbian like two, that. and then it was like, um, badass. Or like it, it was like updating, and then like the there was a guy, um, the um the maintenance worker in the building. Um, he would like come by and like in the beginning, like lesbian one, lesbian two. He comes by and then they're like. 
like, can you hit it up? He's like, yeah, he had the blue paint. He's like painting over it. And then there's a part later in the movie where like it says something because the main characters fuck up. And he just walks by and he's yeah. like, no, like not today. And she's like, no, <laughs> yeah. like Carl, Carl. And he's like yelling down the yeah. hall and he's just walking with like, no, oh you got to sit with that. Like, it's so just funny. so funny. But there's definitely yeah. like real moments and then they throw in like these kind of bizarre types of like funny little skits in it almost. Um, yeah, it's really yeah. good. Damn. Yeah. If you've been to high school, you'll get it. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it seems like anybody can appreciate it if you've been to high school. So, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, I like the main characters. The trailers looked fantastic. I got to go check that For out. For sure. That sounds really freaking good. Yeah, anything else on bottoms? Uh, It's the tops. <laughs> there you go. Enough said. There you go. All right. All Sorry. right. So we got a new show from the John Wick universe. It's now on Peacock. Uh, I tried to watch the first episode, fell asleep because of pain medicine. So uh, for my last surgery, Scott, you did and were able to finish the first episode of The Continental. What did you think about it? Um, it's it's pretty cool. Like it's, For me, my first thought was like it kind of reminds me how um, Gotham felt. You know, and they... Gotham followed um, Commissioner Gordon and like his point of view and whatnot. And in this one, it right. follows um, Wilson Scott, who ends up being the guy who runs the Continental in the John Wick movies. Um, and it's like, I guess oh. like his um, upcoming or his his yeah upbringing or whatever. Like rise to power. Rise to power. Yes, thank you. Because um, even yeah, show uh, um, a night a young um, Lance Reddick. You know the what's his name Charon. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like you see young versions. So you see a lot of like young versions of all these characters. Um, currently in the show, like Mel Gibson plays a character who runs it and like Ooh. he brought up Wilson Scott and his brother, um, Ben Robson, um, who, who plays Frankie. Um, he, he kind of brought them up and then I guess they don't have a good relationship with him. So like they're, yeah, I, I, at some point Mel Gibson's going to have to like step out and then Wilson Scott's going to take over or whatnot. But he's like, um, right. in this young, in his like maybe 20s or whatnot he was doing really well in london and he was kind of kidnapped and brought over because his brother took something um which ended up being like a coin press and they're like we need that coin Ooh, press back and like, like the special coins yeah, like the special that they coins. used to pay for everything yeah exactly in the john wick um so oh, his brother okay. took the penny that thing. was that I thought it was like the penny where you put the penny in and you like pay it <laughs> yeah, yeah, $20. Yeah. And then you, like, you pay $20, $20 and you get a flat else. penny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With like a whale on it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, look, it's I got a seal. Yeah. And yeah, one yeah, is a machine so gun. But yeah, so he's brought over <laughs> and like in the beginning, you're introduced to his brother and his brother seems more like a John Wick type of character. Um, he's oh. just like, they, they were describing him like you give him any sort of weapon and he learns really quick how to use them and how to apply them in the best way so there's a lot of cool scenes in this um first episode where he's just like john wicking people like just grabbing guns and boom 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 and throwing knives and shit and like it's it's really cool um and then the wilson scott character seems more of like the businessman um smart creative strategy sort of thing um but yeah overall right. it, it feels like a tv show um kind of like gotham but i did like it because uh, at one point, they incorporate like they um, some assassins that lived in the building. They like hire them. Like, hey, can you go and take um, Wilson Scott out and his brother? Like, and then they're they're called the twins, yeah. and they look weird. They have like weird haircuts and shit. 
But um, they were a cool badass killer. Kind of weird haircut. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm hoping like, your hand motion made me think Vanilla Ice. Yeah. Oh no! Ice, so ice. the brother had like long hair that came up to like here, like almost like there. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It was just really weird. It sat on his hair head really weird, like just straight bangs. Did you walk like an Egyptian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your hands are doing Egyptian poses. Yeah, he was Egyptian, <laughs> and like his sister oh. looked oh. less weird, Racist. but. Um, they were badass killers, and like I'm hoping that as the show goes on, we get to see more cool, just weird hitmen that like just stay at the yeah. hotel. That would be cool, like quirky mm-hmm. and different and interesting. We're like, oh shit! Like this, they have this kind of assassin in the John Wick universe. Yeah, because for me too, like watching John Wick, it was always kind of fun to see like when they're like, we got the hit out on him, and then you get to see like all the different groups and like you know like that in the last one, that dude had a dog. And he was like a tracker, yeah. but he's also a hitman. So like, it's kind of cool to see like the different levels and how they attempt um, to kill people and whatnot. So I hope they yeah. do more of that. Mm-hmm. So far, it seems good. It's the first episode is like an hour and a half, so it's kind of like a movie. Um, oh, okay. And Damn. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's That's pretty interesting. Not, but it's only a three parter, I think. I think it's only three episodes. Oh, three really? Episodes? Okay, okay. Um, yeah, it's gonna. It looks like yeah. every Friday they're gonna release it. So I didn't realize it was three parter, but that's pretty oh, cool. That's kind of like a uk format like sherlock was like that right yeah it was like hour and a half sherlock, three episodes so a season yep. the benedict cover batch one but they um, were kind of standard do, yeah. do you feel it does the john wick series justice or do you feel like it is very tangential <clears throat> uh i feel like i mean i guess so it, it's it's like a how the continental maybe i'm assuming like how it really got its Reputation. Reputation. I mean, because there's certain cops in the first episode that are very aware of the Continental, and like we don't fuck with them. If like we're chasing a dude and they go in there, we don't go in there. But they're following. Mm. You, you see a detective point of view who's like just kind of finding out about it, and like her boss is like, "Fucking drop it! Don't go in there." And she's like, "Why?" And he's mm-hmm. like, "Just don't." And mm-hmm. <clears throat> there's a part where she kind of goes in, just in the oh, entrance, yeah. and she like buys a drink with cash, and everyone's like looking at each other like. Okay, well, she's not one of us because then later she sees people like doing everything with a coin, you know, and she's like, oh, so she's seen the coin or whatever. And then she ends up leaving. But so it's going to be interesting to see maybe more of the Continental from her perspective um, going forward. Maybe she's going to sneak in certain areas or whatnot. And we're going to get see some behind the scenes shit. Um, But oh, that. Yeah, it's kind of that's much cooler. That's so cool to see it from a civilian perspective versus like the assassin perspective that's interesting right yeah because then we're right. gonna see her i'm sure like trying to break it down to people like there's this place that like is really weird do you know about it? and there's gonna be people like yeah you better shut your fucking shut mouth or like other people like <laughs> yeah. Step, yeah. Step, murder, murder. Murder. so yeah i'm pretty interested in that yeah. storyline for sure unless, unless you want some men's shoes or be uh it's thirsty thursdays girls only <laughs> yeah yeah i don't think it's yeah but then she ends up in a trunk or something yeah like yeah that's going to be wild. Okay, cool. That You definitely sold me on it because, you know, I was like, oh, I think I saw that it was an hour and a half and I was like, oh, I don't know. But uh, yeah, that that opening scene seems pretty badass. And then uh, young Lance Reddick, like just kind of honoring that character too is pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what the rest of the world thinks about the Continental. Uh-huh. Like that's a place that crazy people can go to, but like we can't go and – you know, I don't know. It's just interesting. So yeah, I feel like you sold me on that element of intrigue. Yes. Element of it. Was the production okay? 
just real quick. Um, Ooh, good point. Yeah, yeah. It was. was good. Does it feel like a WB show, like the Gotham show? Kind of felt less productiony than versus John Wick. Or it does feel yeah. le- like so. I, while watching it, I was kind of asking because I don't know too much about how films and shows are made or whatnot, right? And um, I was wondering like. Why do shows feel like shows and movies feel like movies? Like, is it like mm. layers yeah. that they're going through and produce? Like, I don't know what it is exactly. Is it like certain directors just have this is the type of shots we use for TV shows versus movies? Like, I don't know what it is exactly, right. but it does feel like a TV show. It feels familiar, like the scene changes, the beat. Like, that's why it's, I felt like it felt like Gotham because it's like it's similar things like you're following Commissioner Gordon, you're following the dude who ends up running the Continental. You kind of got villains of the week, you got the hitmen. Um, and then you got side stories that are kind of flowing through the cities, like, you know, it's like Gotham, it feels like. You know, it's like they're showing right. you like dirty streets, whatever. And they're just showing you like kind of the dark sides of it, like, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. And just the way scenes transition and all, it just kind of, you know, it feels like a TV show, but it feels like a good one. Like, it feels like it's like any good tv show on now you know it just doesn't right. feel like a movie per se i don't know yeah. why um, but but it's good it's, it's pretty yeah. good okay yeah. definitely yeah well that's good to know and that's an interesting question i find myself asking that a lot you know especially as we get shows like house of dragon or whatever else right it's like house of dragon just every week it feels like a movie yeah. And you're like, holy shit, how'd they do this? You know, and it's the quality of acting. You're right. It is the shots, it's the cinematography. It's the way things feel. It feels so like believable and lived in, mm-hmm. you know, where, yeah, I, I got to yeah, be interesting to watch the Continental. And then when it's done, jump into John Wick. Yeah. Because then I'm sure it's like, holy shit, like this. You know, either it feels pretty consistent, it feels like the same universe, which I think ideally is the goal, but also you don't want it to feel like different qualities either, which I think is what you you were kind of touching on. Mm-hmm. For me, that's that's the thing. Like, <coughs> like the Marvel, like Marvel shows, right? Yeah. Some of the Marvel shows have not felt like the movies. They haven't felt as important. They haven't felt as grand. They haven't yeah. felt mm-hmm. um, like connected to that universe in some ways. And I think that has been a giant miss from the shows yeah. when you're talking about because what phases one through three did well were like everything felt like they were in the same universe. Amazing quality, fantastic acting, great special effects, but it all felt like the same universe. Mm-hmm. I think if you're going to build outside stories for an extended universe, like it should feel like how the movies feel, even if you don't have as big of a budget. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's interesting to like think about it that way. And I, I know somebody listening probably has the answers to why. Yeah. And I'd love to hear a breakdown on that. Like, yeah, because I just yeah. don't have the knowledge for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, likewise. Right on. Yeah. Continental episode one. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's a three-part, but yeah, definitely have to check that out before episode two drops, which is on Friday. Yeah, every Friday, it seems. And on Peacock. Check it out. On Peacock. Peacock, NBC. That's right. Uh, All right. uh, We're going to get sued for that. Uh, Ahsoka. (laughs) (laughs) Ahsoka, episode six. Yeah, don't worry. He did it with his mouth. It doesn't count. (laughs) Yeah. Not a... Uh, but, but, uh, yeah, let's get into it, man. Another, so I'll start by saying this after episode five, which was pretty damn near perfect television. Again, we're talking about the, you know, television versus movies or whatever, but it just 
for me, just did everything perfectly. Now, was it a perfect episode? Was it the most perfectly well-written episode? Probably not, but it was one of the most perfectly executed episodes I've ever seen. And so for me, I already thought episode six is not going to live up to the standards. There's no way episode six is going to be as good as five because five was so damn good. Uh, But I liked it. I thought that episode six did a good job of like, okay, now this is back to the main story that we are following. Um, here's where all the characters were before episode five here. Let's catch you up on everything. And I really thought they did a good job with it. Now I'm curious, like I'm definitely curious what Drake has to think. Cause he's seen all the clone wars rebels, but before we do that, I want to hear what you think, Scott, because you haven't watched all of the clone wars and rebels. Like, what did you think about this episode? Because I think, this was a big deal for people who watched Rebels. Yeah. So, um, the yeah, the amount of I know about Rebels and Clone Wars is like very little. Like I know Ezra as a character. Like I've seen, um, uh, maybe like the first episode or so. You know, like so I kind of like know that he's a dude. Like that's important. But I've he's, never really watched like their adventures, their their ups and downs and whatnot between the characters. Um, from my perspective, the episode was still really well done. Like, um. The build up to this character, like you feel the importance through other characters and their dialogue. And then when you see them, when you you get to see Ezra on this episode, um, it still feels like if you're watching for me, like if you're watching a movie where you're hearing about this character and his importance and you see him like I, I know he's important. And then there's also I think the the dialogue, like there's still like tension like he's like, I can't wait to go home. And she's like, Oh, I don't know if we're going to, you know, like, so there's still like that story element to it where it's not just like, um, for the fans, we'll just throw it in there. Like it doesn't need to be here. You know, like it's still going to carry on the story. Like everything's working well. Um, so I thought it was, I thought it was really cool. Like the whole riding the whale in and all that stuff. Like I heard about that. Um, but it's, I still a big fan of sci-fi and whatnot. So that was awesome. Uh, even, I know we'll touch more on this, but Thrawn, was awesome i've i've only heard about how like good of a villain he is just seeing him in this little bit um is awesome like very calculated um and he is menacing quiet he's quiet and like he looks kind of like a creepy dude like because he's so stern and he like he looks like he's figuring you out always um like this guy did such a good job and like yeah. yeah, I'm a huge fan of Thrawn. Like, not like him being a bad guy, but I'm like, this is a great villain. Like, I just met this dude, and I'm pumped for like more Thrawn. So, I, from nice. my perspective, the episode was really cool. Yeah. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm sure Drake, you have a ton of <laughs> thoughts, but yeah, that's. I'm happy to hear hear your thoughts. Sorry, real quick, Drake on on Thrawn because it's like we're hyping him up because we know Thrawn is this big menacing badass, you know, and what he was able to do to the rebels and uh, you know all this shit. You're like, oh my god, but yeah, I'm like, could they capture that for somebody who doesn't know Thrawn? And it sounds like from your perspective, they did. So that's that's great. Yeah. Another win for Filoni, man. Oh, yeah, Fuck, dude. keeps scratching like everything. This. Yeah, dude, mm-hmm. he's so good at his job. Um and Star Wars. Um but to to give the take on uh, for someone who's watched Rebels, who's watched um Clone Wars, everything that Ahsoka has done has not only brought those things into the fold, o- almost um realizing them from animation into uh live action. And 
there's a lot of, I think, interpretations of what Ahsoka is doing um, from many different like reviewers and source points, etc. Mm-hmm. Especially fans of Star Wars. And if you're a fan of Star Wars, you're definitely loving it regardless of anything. For me, this episode um, raises a lot of questions, but also brings a lot of hope. Um, almost a new hope, if you would. Um, Always we know the nice. <laughs> the last. <laughs> We know the last three Star Wars is with um, the Ray character were were very um, controversial, and uh, it created this polar vacuum where people were like, "I fucking hate, it. I fucking love it." Like, oh, it's the best. It's not the best. Um, mm-hmm. But what I think uh, for me feels like the continuation of Star Wars from Episode uh, Eight or Seven, Six. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> six. You gotta look at the timeline one of these days. Yeah, yeah, you gotta look at the timeline. (laughs) For the last two episodes, I feel like you've tried to figure out where it is in time. But yeah, I think so. This This is post. Six, right? Six. Yeah, it's post six. Exactly. For me, this is the continuation from six. I and reason being, before you put your head down and put that Seahawk down, (laughs) yeah, it's it's mostly because. Laughing. From from rebels from Clone Wars, which were were canonized quite early, um, you really get to see the evolution of the characters and the the genre without having to keep the trope of the Skywalker family alive. And so, Ahsoka is carried through just because she was technically the Padawan, but it's a whole different story where she's figuring out her own shit. There's no real Jedi situation going on, even though we know Luke Skywalker's in the background um, from The Mandalorian at the same point yeah. in time. Like, what do you mean, no? Because, like, she's, to me, I feel like she's redeemed herself as a Jedi. I feel like we're getting more Jedi in this than we even got in the sequel trilogy. Yes. You know, like, Rey was trying to become a Jedi, but. Like as soon as we find out about the new Jedi Order with Luke, it like gets burned down, you know, and it's like yeah. it's, I feel like it's, we got less there. It's so we- silly Billy. Well, so what I mean by we're getting less Jedi is we're not foc- solely focused on like the order, mm. right? We're not oh, focused yeah, on yeah, the yeah. the politics of it all. We're focused on the actual like essence of what um it is being. And you get to see it from both sides, both from Balin and from Ahsoka and from someone like Ezra who's not necessarily of the fold, right? Yeah. Um he's kind of He's like that, a, a Bokin uh, Jedi, I think yeah. you're calling him. So yeah. anybody who is trained after the Jedi Order fell is called like a Bokin Jedi. Mm-hmm. And so I guess yeah. he's I guess he falls in that classification yeah. now. Yeah, they're not trained in like the traditional ways. Um right. and what we're seeing with Balin, the the new hope situation is what he's looking for on Peridia right now. That that thing that's gonna help change for him. Um, the cyclical portion of Sith Jedi battle war, Sith Jedi battle war. And so what he's right. hoping to break is tangential, but also in the same line as what Ahsoka and Sabine and the rebels crew is doing to continue on that kind of situation. So for me, Balin's French tilt is going to help propel um, essentially Star Wars into <laughs> a new galaxy because technically we are in a new galaxy. It's, this is one of the yeah, first times 
we're not having a multiverse we're having a like a multi-galaxy there's galaxies inside or other galaxies that we have not visited that Mm -hmm. not only have force sensitives um that not only have jedi but have this lore and this culture throughout multiple different galaxies and that's interesting because now you can expand upon not only what these cultures of galaxies think about these certain things, whether it's Sith or Jedi or the Force as a whole, but mm-hmm. you get to expand upon um, kind of the quote unquote expanded universe. It, it could it could potentially bring in the Yuzhan Vong, who are a huge thing in uh, the expanded universe, um, and especially with someone like Thrawn, who's uh, I guess. Uh, what is species is called chiss um and they're known essentially for being for not having droids for being super intelligent for being super calculated and we don't necessarily have to rely on that dominating i'm a sith force user to kind of help propel this um villain Mm. background and Mm -hmm. that to me is really nice even though you kind of have the um the night sisters kind of in the fold behind you get to see this very like to an extent um cinematic space um vibrance with these hints of new characters in a familiarity that makes you interested but also um doesn't make you feel uncomfortable if that makes sense right it still feels like it's packaged in a way that you've seen before, but it still feels new mm. because yes. it is new concepts, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think you touched on such a good thing. For the longest time in Star Wars, it's been, are you a Jedi or are you a Sith? Are you good or are you bad? And I love that this show is showing us this new world where it's like, it doesn't have to work that way. You know, it doesn't have to just be either you're completely attached to the light side of the force, which means that you have no attachment to anything else. You know, you're always going to be on the side of the peace. You know, you have a blue or green lightsaber or you're evil. You have attachment. You think you can rule everything and you're a Sith. And I and I love that. I mean, I feel like they tried to do that in the original uh, trilogy with Luke, like Luke embracing some other things outside of the traditional side of the force with Obi-Wan Kenobi and Yoda showing him, Hey, there's some other different things. He comes dressed in black. He has a green lightsaber. Now I think he was embracing some other, maybe dark side elements a little bit. And they, they dabbled in it, but then it never really went there or it never went there in any other property. And this show is going there. That's why I was surprised that Ahsoka still is this light side force user because the arc for Ahsoka that I thought was happening was she was becoming this, this Jedi or this force user that was kind of walking in two worlds, right? She was imbued with the daughter who was a light side force user and Ahsoka is always going to be good and she's got the white lightsabers. But now's an opportunity for her to kind of give in to some of the dark side of the force and it's going to allow her to do more things. Now, in this episode, I feel like, no, okay, that's not happening, but we are open to Ezra and also the door is still wide open for what the fuck is Balin and Shin doing? Like, what what is their goal? Like, he says, okay, we're here at the this is the origin. This is where it started. And this is where we're going to, you know, start everything new again. But I still don't know what that is. And it's, and it's pretty interesting. I love that. I don't have an idea of it, but I'm a little nervous too, that it's not going to live up to, to what's, I don't have any idea in my head, but I'm just hoping it's not going to be one of those things when we find out it's like, Oh, that's it. Yeah. You know, like, I, I don't know. What do you think it is that he's like, this is where it all starts. Yeah. I don't know. You know, like part of me, 
when he was saying that made me think that maybe putting out um, Ezra's light would be that thing. Like, you know how you were saying, like, mm. it seemed like that is going to keep that circle going of like, you get the new Jedi and then maybe a new order and all that stuff. It's, I don't know, like, I could be super wrong, but the way he was talking everything, it seemed like yeah. his goal was also hoping to find Ezra ending the whole Jedi thing and then yeah. being like, like, that's it. Like, it sounds like he's here to die here. Like, like yeah. as long as he finishes this thing, he's like, that's it. And unfortunately for Shin, she seems <laughs> like she wants, you know, she has more life to live. And she's like just following her like master. She's and like, he's just like, yeah, it seems like almost like, OK, that was it. If they take off, fuck it. Um, this is what I wanted to do. And yeah, I don't, mm. I don't know. Maybe at some point, <laughs> I don't know what her if she's going to turn or at one point and be like, dude, thing. I'm not with you. Like, I want to. <laughs> yeah, I got trips. I want to live. On, damn it. Yeah. I got vacation yeah. coming up. Like, you know, yeah. so, I'm like 21. I like want to yeah. live at least till 30. Yeah. Like, I want to get like, out I want to go to Ibiza. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Coachella, bitches. Uh, so there are some theories. There are, there are plenty of theories, to be okay. honest, about what Balin is looking for. Um, father, son, and daughter, which um, you see in Clone Wars and Rebels. Mm-hmm. Um, and Immortus gods. Immortus gods. And then um, some people think they're going to find uh, Yoda's species uh, just mm-hmm. because we haven't really talked about that in general. Uh, yeah, and don't. we are in a new galaxy. I don't so, want that. Don't do yeah, that. Then it exactly. a I, I don't, don't, don't want to like, know. Lord full I, of Yodas. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, I just want to ne- – like some things in Star Wars – see, and this is like a problem with some people with the world between worlds. It's like for the longest time, the Force felt mystical. It felt – yeah. Metachlorians. Well, Metachlorians was one of those steps that actually made it become more scientific Mm. and less magical. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, like when you can say I can count your Metachlorians and that basically notifies me on how much power you're going to have with the Force, it kind of feels like, oh, you can kind of explain it away because of DNA. Yeah. And and I'm – yeah, I'm kind of in that camp where I don't really want to know why someone can wield the Force. You know, is it – yeah, like <laughs> thank you. Math is lame. No, I, but um, <laughs> but like Sabine, she she has this like. Does she have the force? Does she not? Does she have it? Does she not? And is it because she's so drawn to it and and needs to find the will of the force? Like she's gonna be able to tap into it. Mm. Something about that feels more special than yeah. oh, you're just born with it or you're not. Oh, I see. You yeah, know, yeah. Like, she could yeah, be like a yeah. couple yeah. steps away from just like unlocking it. Maybe yeah. yeah, it exactly. seems more earned and less less um, seems more earned and is less calculated. Yeah, or less like circumstances of yeah, which is yeah, funny because yeah. they're both kind of random. But it's like you know, it's like oh, either you're born in a millionaire family or you're born in the gutter. Like you know, what I mean? like it it shouldn't feel like well, sh- they were all born to millionaires, yeah. and that's why they all have the force. You know, it's like I don't I don't really want that. I want it to feel maybe more special and 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 something you can't really explain. And I hope they stick with that. But I, I do agree with you that I think Balin, I think that his mission is leading him to a confrontation with Ezra. And I, and I don't know why, and I maybe you're right. Maybe he sees Ezra as the final point that will end this line, this, this circular a series of events mm-hmm. that causes war and chaos and, and more people to die. And, and, 
Yeah, but I, I just feel like it's leading him towards him, and I feel like it's going to be Sabine and him, hopefully Ahsoka too, that has to battle them to fight them off. Yeah. And yeah. that, you know, they're able... Because then I, I think after that, it's on Thrawn to escape this galaxy and go back to the galaxy that we know so then he can restart the Empire. Yeah. It is also quite interesting because if Balin is a Jedi, he would have had to have survived Order 66 and he would have had to have known that Hayden Christensen's um, uh, uh, Anakin has, you know, murdered all the younglings. So to see him not have as much animosity towards Ahsoka versus his animosity towards the greater is telling on not only his character and where the Jedi slash force is headed, but like where kind of Star Wars is headed. Yeah, he. you can tell he really has a lot of respect. I mean, because even in this episode, she's like, oh, Master, do you miss the Jedi Order or whatever, right? And he's like, I miss the idea of it. Yeah. And man, that like that line, he just delivers it amazing. I feel like it hits so hard because yeah. he knows what happened because of the Jedi Order, right? Like they became soldiers when they should have been peacekeepers. They started following the government, started following the ways of the Force, and all this shit imploded. And Order sixty six happened. And all these Jedi were hunted, but like the idea of the Jedi were fantastic. These people who were living for something outside of themselves that were trying to provide peace around the galaxy to make it a safe place for everybody in the galaxy you know a safe place for them to live yeah. and there's a lot of good there so i love that line because i think at his core he realized that there was a lot of good about the jedi but also all this bad shit happened because of the jedi as well and so you he can't he can't have one without the other yeah. they're forever intertwined in his mind and yeah just the way he delivers it i feel like you get that out of out of that line i don't know for sure mm. man and it sucks is like every great scene i see him in i just i'm reminded and bummed again that he's not with us <laughs> yeah I'm like, yeah oh, dude. he's so good yeah. such a good role. yeah absolutely i i love i love everything he's bringing to the table um thrawn kind of recognizing him and them recognizing thrawn um tying into the night sisters like i there was this whole idea of the threads you know, the threads of fate mm -hmm. is taking it this way. <laughs> I think that's Odyssey. it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Great call out. Very, uh, very, um, yeah, like, I don't know, roaming Greek. Yeah. 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 Odyssey, I think is just a, a great Epic. word for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. And, uh, I, I'm just curious what, what do the Night Sisters or what does Thrawn have that the Night Sisters want? I know. First right? of all. Like... Yeah. That's really interesting. Um, we get a, a, a side of Sabine here where we've seen her be a badass in rebels. And I feel like she kind of lost it a little bit so far in the show. Now in this episode, we get to see her go all out against these kind of Tuscan Raiders in a different galaxy. Um, that was badass. Yeah. Cause you're like, I really was like, Oh shit. She's, she's in for it. But the way she was like blocking the laser shots with her uh, yeah. best car armor was sick. Yeah. More Mando than a uh, Jedi for sure. Yeah, yeah, totally. But maybe tying in some things she learned, that whole part was cool. Now she, at the end, we see, oh, wait, before we get there, we get to see those crab creatures. I really like yeah, those Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah, that was a nice addition. Hermit crabs. And yeah, her, but um, it was like. Oh, sorry. And and her um like wolf buddy. Like, I like those little oh, things. Yeah, yeah. Her dog. Wolf yeah. Thing. Yeah. 
Totally. It was nice. Such a Filoni thing too, because he's like a massive fan of, fan of wolves. Yeah. They okay. play a big part in um, Rebels, Rebels too. Yeah. Oh. yeah. In the last so he, like four or five episodes. Sure. Yeah. So he has like this tie to like wolves or whatever, but I love how he tied that character in. And if you look at that wolf thing and you look at Rebels, the world between worlds, mm-hmm. one of those wolf creatures is in there on one of the gates. So a little Easter egg for you when you go back and watch Rebels. Oh, cool. Um, okay. Nice. But yeah, a lot of really fun work there. I loved the the aliens in this and like the different creatures. It felt like kind of a nod. It just felt a lot of, uh, like nostalgic again, I think is what I'm trying to yeah, say. It felt yeah, nostalgic. Yeah. It felt like old Star Wars. We're like, oh, look at all these crazy aliens that just <laughs> exist in these worlds. And uh, it didn't feel cheesy. Like I feel like The Mandalorian has done that in some of its work. For me, and some of it hasn't. Yeah. And I think in this episode, it really, in this whole show, it's really, really worked. Yeah, it, fe- so it I, feels I like expanded Star Wars universe. Like, it feels yeah. like they're actually, like, going out there and you're seeing more new creatures, more. And, it, yeah, it's just, it's mm-hmm. great. Almost like when you play the video game and you're like, whoa, look at all these new stuff they created. This, like, it feels like that. Like, yeah, you're, you're down for it, but it still feels Star Wars. I'm liking that. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of callbacks. I, I love that you brought in the games too, because I think there's more callbacks to the games in this too. Um, somebody has translated some of the runes on top of the place where Balin and Shin leave from. Mm-hmm. And I guess if you translate it and you flip them upside down, it says something about Zepho. And Zepho, you know, if you mm-hmm. play the games, is like a planet on uh, in Jedi yeah. Survivor, Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, so, cool. yeah, man. So more tie-ins to the games, but. Uh, Man, I just want to see Cal Kestis. Like, give me Cal Kestis in live action is, I think, I want Cal Kestis more than I want Ezra. But in this episode, we got Ezra finally brought to live action. What did you guys think about that? Because I have some thoughts. Um, I think the casting's pretty good in consideration. I, the beard is obviously showing the time away. Um I think, I mean, it's hard to do because Ezra had like, in the animation, Ezra had blue eyes and this, the, the skin tone kind of helped blue, brought out the blue eyes. But this, this person in general has to be wearing contacts in order for the eyes to be blue, et cetera. So there is some, um, concessions made, but at the same point in time, I thought it was, it was good. It wasn't great in terms of the acting. It's good. It's nostalgic enough. Um, I, I would, you know, it's, it's par for the course for me. I don't think it excites me any more than anything else. Scott? No, I mean, I thought it was good. Like, I don't really know much about him. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, that, I did yeah, like What was that. your first thoughts? Uh, you're like, oh, you're like, okay, she finally sees Ezra. Like, what's your thoughts? Like, were you like, who the fuck's this guy? Or like, <laughs> anything <laughs> Oh, no, I was good, like, well, that's bad. gotta be Ezra. And then, no, but then I was thinking, like, how does, I wonder how he survived this long. Like, I wonder what yeah. his thing is. And then at one point, they're like, oh, we gotta move. We gotta keep moving. And it just made me think, like, they don't need to do a whole episode on it, but it'd be cool to just get like information. Like what is their data? I, I just kind of like knowing that, like what's their day to day. He's been living with these things. Like what does he eat there versus what they eat is his digestive right. thing. All there was a lot of questions that make me think like, wait, what? And then I'm like, Oh, it's, it's not real. So just go with it. Like when they first arrived and like <laughs> these, these whales go here to die and you see decomposed whales. And then I, yeah. I immediately went to Google and I'm like, does your body decompose in space? And it's like, you need oxygen to decompose. But I'm like, they're space whales. Like, they don't need oxygen. Like, they could, you know, I'm like, they could decompose <laughs> right, in space. Right, yeah. But, um, yeah. It just made Maybe me think, like, enough if oxygen we were out there from the planet. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I was just like, oh, it's still a really cool scene to enter into. But immediately I'm like, is that possible? 
And I'm like, they're fucking space whales. Like, that's not possible. So chill out, dude. <laughs> I came up and told him, I'm like, dude, chill out. Fucking watch it. Like, so yeah. Um, so the whole time with uh, Ezra, you're like, but those pergles, man, how do they die in space? Yeah. Like, you're like, or like how do they I decompose know. in no, space? I'm like, I want to know fish? that. Like, what kind of fish they got here, you think? Like, what is he eating? What's Why? Because he looks source? like Jesus. His, you think he's a fisherman? Yeah. yeah. He, he turns water, water, water into wine yeah, or exactly. what? Like, oh, what? Jinx. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. For me, it was, it felt a little, it felt a little lackluster and I wanted it to be this whole like, oh, but the fact that there was a lot of dialogue before they like went, you know, and this whole time it felt like Sabine was like Ezra, 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 right? Like I'm going to damn the whole galaxy in order to get to Ezra. She gets to Ezra and then it's like, how you been? Yeah, I've been good. Okay, cool. What have you been doing? Yeah, I've been doing things. Not only that okay, though, it right? was like a. Oh, it took you long enough. Well, you know, um, right. I need to pick up some supplies. It was like, we're, they go right back into these <laughs> jokes. And I was like, I didn't watch Rebels. So I'm like, they must always like give each other shit or something in the show, maybe. Like, they're always I like. Mean, sort of, but I never got that from them. But I hear what you say. Yeah, yeah. Like, to be like oh my fucking too- God. Like, it would have been great if she was like, <laughs> they were crying and be like, yeah, no big deal. And just like, like, you know, like, cause it's like, they're trying to play it cool, but really you'd yeah. be like, holy fuck, you're actually oh alive. God. Exactly. I took the biggest exactly. chance ever. I risked like the galaxy's life. And he's just like, all right, no big deal. I mean, I knew it. So. See, yeah, yes. I, I agree and that's the that. thing. It was way too casual. And then she, and then he asked like, it worked. Right. And she's like, eh. he's like, it worked. Right. And she's like, yeah. It's like, why lie to him at this yeah. point? We'll, we'll talk later. Know, about it. Like, it's like, it just, it just was a little lackluster. There was, they were so casual. You're right. I did. Yeah. It wasn't, um, I just expected her to just run up and give him the biggest bear hug and like not let him go. And then to almost have that conversation while they're hugging or something like that. And then, and then she follows it up with a lie and it's like, Sabine for me, yes, she finds Ezra and that, that was her main goal, but like she continues to do the wrong things. And yeah. I'm like, I don't think she's going to be redeemed for me by the God end of the show things. because she just keeps like doing these things. It's like, why are you being so shady about this? Why are you making this choice? Though, and it's yeah. like one time you yeah. make a mistake. It's like, ah, okay, I get it. But like, yeah, I do get the aspect yeah. of like, you just, it was really too casual, but the whole, um, he's excited to immediately know like i'm excited oh, I can't wait to go back yeah. she knows mm-hmm. it's not what you're thinking like i didn't get here the way you thought i got here i could right. i i do get the whole like i'll tell you in a little bit like let me just enjoy the because i know as soon as i tell you you're gonna hate me and then yeah. this moment's ruined it's like uh whether you know now or in five minutes we're in the same it's situation make, yeah, i get yeah, that's that that's true but the whole the way they were so casual leading up to it and everything it makes you seem more like what are you yeah. doing like i definitely yeah. um it so looking at it from the the point of view of like the casualness is like oh because our characters are so cool they've grown right because from rebels there was zero indication that fucking they were gonna find him like there was there wasn't <laughs> like a oh possibly because he specifically had made intentions to say, look, I'm going to try this thing. And if it works, I'm, I'm, I don't know. And nobody knew and everything kind of, they stumbled upon it in Ahsoka as a whole. And so to, to not see Sabine after everything she's been through, not shed a single tear and try to be cool when she knows she's not cool based on all of her actions, definitely hard at the same point in time as well. 
I think Balin bringing Sabine along, aside from the fact that you know he could have definitely killed her, but then he's kind of saving uh, that loyalty, um, you know, respect situation by holding his word to Sabine. I think she holds a larger role to Balin um, moving forward, and I think that's cascaded with the fact that she's also fighting Ezra because that's the the point of why he brought Sabine. But I also think that he holds and is looking for more from her. So. Um, that's, uh, I guess a warm take. I didn't mind too much their casualness, but at the same point in time, it didn't feel true. It didn't feel genuine. It felt like, uh, this would be the cool thing to do right now. Yeah. You know? Cause could you yeah. imagine being, you're like, this might work. And then on his journey there, he must've been like, well, I'm never seeing anybody ever again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and then you see someone fuck. It was, I want to see like, he sees her with him I'm like, Holy fuck. Fucking play cool, like you know, like play he's cool. trying to yeah, create. Yeah, yeah. Because really, you'd that be like, would have. Yeah, you think he'd break down? Yeah, he's like, I think that would have made the scene better <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah, because you know what? I think I think he's trying to tap into this whole. If you want to think about cool, you think of Han Solo in Star Wars, right? Like Han Solo and Lando always were like the cool guys. Like, damn, that was lucky, but it worked. Like, yeah. you know, I love you. I know, and like he's ne- might never see her again, right? Yeah. He was trying to tap into that, maybe, I feel like, but it just doesn't it it doesn't work in that situation because we know how hard Sabine has been fighting to get back to him. And we also take into account that you're right, he got taken away five years ago and he's like, fuck, well, my whole life back there is gone. Yeah. Yeah. So he's just be like, take you long. Yeah. Like, like, oh shit, I've been waiting to get off this plane. We've seen Castaway. Freaking out. If Tom Hanks was like, oh, cool ship, right on. You know, like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. He thought he was stuck on the island forever. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's no way. Exactly. Which your reaction, it just doesn't make sense in that grand scheme. And I, and, and maybe at the same time, it felt a little overshadowed because of how epic Thrawn's entrance was. Like Thrawn's yeah. entrance with that ship coming up over the horizon, Bruh. and then right was... in the middle between the tower, yeah, you see all like... the Tie Fighters, and we didn't even talk about all the different stormtroopers. <laughs> stormtroopers, duh. Yeah, cool. yeah. Enoch. Like, uh, right. what is it? Um, yeah, yeah, with Enoch, but that Japanese term, which is like, what is it, Kanitsugi? Where you repair something, but oh, with you gold, put the gold yeah. in it, and I love that element. I feel like they're really playing heavy into that, and. It just it gave the stormtroopers like a different element of of creepiness and greediness and the fact that they've still followed him despite them being in a different galaxy and them not yeah. knowing where the f they Dude. are like all that yeah. stuff is it just shows how devoted they are so I because their I don't armor know, that entrance super, over, like I made me think like their armor is like yeah. dirty like yeah like how do they get food no they're so, ba- they, where's their bathrooms at like what's going on a like, lot of that wondering i'm like how he said they lost some yes. people over the time but i don't know if they just been yeah because they ate them but the <laughs> fact that like they fucking get up and they put on this dirty armor every day and they follow this order like mm-hmm. to me they're like Five, obviously it's not good enough for them to clean something. their armor so like times are tough there but they got a ship that what still runs t- on solar I don't know. I guess. But, um, are they, what are they playing? Uno? What are they doing? Fucking <laughs> reverse, reverse. Standing up all day. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of yeah. questions, but still very. Yeah, they're almost. It felt like an undead army almost. 
Yes. But yeah, are they undead? I know I've seen some things online, people saying it's an undead army. I don't oh, know I if even... that's true. I, I I don't know if they are. I don't think they are. But when you talk about Night Sisters and reincarnation, like maybe they are. I, I don't know. But yeah, I th- I feel like having that entrance in the middle of the episode definitely diminished the Ezra entrance at the end of the episode. And and then, you know, you coupled that with the casualness and how that scene played out. Yeah. And what we know Sabine has done and it's like, yeah. So I feel like, you know, I was never a massive fan of Ezra in Rebels. Uh, It was always the throwback characters that I was stoked on. I really liked Kanan. I thought he was one of the better characters. I liked Hera. Of course you liked Sabine, Zeb, but Ahsoka coming back made it really badass. Ezra was one of those characters that was like i guess but because he's kind of the new jedi i'm forced to kind of follow along Mm. and they made him seem really powerful and tied to the force but uh yeah i don't know ezra still has a lot to prove to me i think moving forward even if even at the end of ahsoka because at the end of the show right has to be about her has to be about what ahsoka learned from this and what she overcomes yeah but uh i think even moving forward ezra is going to be one of those characters he has a lot to prove to me Okay. For me to really be like, yeah, Ezra's so sick. Because yeah. I've rarely ever said that, except yeah. for his lightsaber, which if you watch Rebels was badass because it was part gun, part yeah. lightsaber. Whoa, that's so it could sick. Do both. Yeah. Because yeah. so he's well, like really good mechanically, I guess. We, we didn't see it either. It wasn't on his person, was it? No, I didn't see it. Uh, apparently somebody looked at – he's kind of wearing some chain mail. Yeah. And they said it was Stormtrooper dog tags. So he's been like killing some stormtroopers oh, that's what he's over the doing. last five, seven years, making chain mail out of it. I mean, so. I get he, I, that's cool. For all the time, if they want to like pimp him to be like the newest, cool, Boken, je- quote unquote, Jedi, right? Mm-hmm. And he's had all this time to hone his skills. Like, if that's what they're pimping him as, he better be so badass. Like, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think they could easily get there, but it's it's. I think we have to like him first. Oh, that's and true. I yeah, and yeah. I still just I've I've He's never got a shave. Like, <laughs> I don't mind the, the shave, grow the beard, man. Oh, okay, okay. Rock it, you know. But it just doesn't really. Um, his character has just never been one of my favorites. So I'm if he is going to be the Ray moving forward or whatever, right for Filoni's movie, because it has to be around some main character. Like they they have to do a, a lot of work in between that movie mm. and now for me to be like hell yeah or even in that movie for me to be like hell yeah Ezra's killing it you know okay. I, I don't know so that's my my one thing but oh man Thrawn I can't wait for Thrawn I can't wait to see what Enoch does and the rest <laughs> of the stormtroopers <clears throat> yeah yeah I'm more I'm more like on the bad guy side right now I'm like fuck it Thrawn fuck everybody up let's go yeah it's funny because I <laughs> I, I, I almost like. I want to see him get to the highest point of power so we could get more movies or something like I want him to be the next big bad or big bad, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. it's cool. I, I'm excited to go back eventually and watch like Clone Wars and Rebels. Seeing all this made me think like, I guess in the sense of like when we talk about One Piece, it's like, oh, it's like there's so much like it sounds like there's still good stories to be had. So I'll go back, take it at my own time and like just get through it. And like there's there's a lot to yeah, enjoy yeah. there. And this episode reminded me of that. So that's pretty cool. I saw yeah, some comments, Wars. too, of like um, people were like, oh, so what is like Ahsoka just like rebels then? And I was like, I was thinking, like, <laughs> why wouldn't you build off a good story? Like, why? Why True. would you have to just create a new story just because it has something to do with some other story? Like, if it was a good story and it's Filoni, like, I feel like he's doing a yeah. good job of like 
um, continuing an awesome story that everyone loves. And even to the point where like, I don't know anything about Rebels, but this makes me want to go back and check out Rebels. And I'm still getting yeah. a lot of Ahsoka. Like, I'm really enjoying seeing her. So I don't see any downside of it. People are silly. Um, yeah, that's such a good point. I completely agree with you. I think um, it's kind of, from what I understand, it seems like it's a little bit of the Marvel problem, too, where it's like, wait, do I have to go back and watch 10 years worth of stuff to like understand what's going on mm. in this story? Yeah. And like, I do kind of understand that, but I agree with you, too. It's like, and hearing it from your perspective, and even from Christina's who didn't watch any of the Clone Wars or anything like that, <coughs> she still is really enjoying Ahsoka. So if you're waiting to watch Ahsoka because you're like, I'm not, I have to watch all of Clone Wars or Rebels, you don't. Yeah. You don't have to do that. Like no. you can go, just jump in, enjoy the character, and appreciate the story for what it is now. Uh, the first Star Wars that we ever got, A New Hope, was basically about this farm boy who was on this desert planet who wanted to go on an adventure, and that's all we knew about it up to that point. We didn't know about the Clone Wars. We didn't know about all these different Sith. We didn't know about all these different Jedi. We didn't know about the history of this universe yet. So, like, if you think that you need to go back and watch all this stuff to enjoy it, that's very much not the case. And, yes, it just builds on an already really successful, fun, great thing. So, Yeah. yeah, agreed. Um, well, right on, guys. I think that's kind of it for tonight. Uh, any other closing thoughts? Anything else you want to share? Uh, the only thing I want to share is that if you're into magic and you're into Jurassic Park, uh, this new uh, situation that Magic the Gathering slash Wizards of the Coast is coming out with is going to be Jurassic Park heavy right after they just brought out Lord of the Rings. So it seems as if they're going to bring in a lot of cool pop culture into the magic realm. So if you're down for magic and you enjoy collecting magic cards or playing magic, they got some cool stuff coming up. Nice. There's the MTG plug. Hell yeah. Drake Beans. will be running all of our magic the gathering content on social media for now and so tune in to see drake talk about new magic, magic the, the gathering, gathering. <laughs> just wasting money but then also kind of adding some value we'll see yeah and uh stay tuned if you're not following us on social media tune in because scott's doing a video as well very soon that'll be out before the end of the month so tune in for that yeah yeah tune in guys <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a fucking big one, maybe. Thanks for sticking it with us. Thanks for sticking it with us. Ah, crap. The Joystick Show. If you've enjoyed what you've been listening to, we'd really appreciate a follow, subscribe, and a review. Just how we like chatting with our friends please share this with yours. Feel free to join the squad and follow us at J-O-Y-S-C-H-T-I-C-K-S-H-O-W Joystick Show on Twitter and Instagram or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you feel like submitting topics or questions to be discussed on future episodes, you can email us at joystick.show at gmail.com. As always, thank you, peace out, and make it a great rest of your week.